Zoe, happy Sunday. This is a big deal. We're talking about we are blessed beyond our wildest dreams. Now this thought comes from Malachi 3, and I've been so impacted by the teachings of Pastor Robert Morris. Pastor Robert Morris is out in Dallas, Texas. Pastor's Gateway Church, one of the largest and most influential churches in America. We're gonna fly over. I'm gonna interview Pastor Robert. We're gonna talk together. We're going to Texas, the great nation of Texas, to learn more about being blessed beyond our wildest dreams. God wants to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Come on, let's travel. Let's go. We're gonna go to Dallas this Sunday. Get your coffee, get everything ready, pack your bag. Come on, we're gonna go to Dallas. Let's go. All right, we just landed here in Dallas. It's raining, Dallas, Texas. We're not used to this at Gateway Church. I'm excited, I'm a little nervous, to be honest. I feel like I'm like going to see the president. I feel like I'm going to see the king right now. Dallas, Texas, here we go. Okay, Pastor Robert, this is so much fun. Thank you so much for being with us today. Obviously, you have had such an impact on the body of Christ, churches all over the world but I wanna say thank you because you've had such a tremendous impact on my life. We've been going through, uh, as a church, Malachi chapter three. I know it's God's message, but it's become your message. Malachi three, and we've been camping out in the Passion Translation. When God says, if you, if you give your tithe, he said, test me in this. I love how you teach that it's a test both ways. And he said, if you do this, in the Passion it said, I'll open all of heaven to you and I'll bless you beyond your wildest dreams. How did this become your life message, the blessed life? Well, uh, thanks, Pastor Chad. I'm honored to be with you, honored to be with everyone. And so uh, it, it really started uh, after I got saved. Uh, I, I would, Debbie and I were married before I got saved, uh, for nine months before I got saved. And when I got saved, I just, Jesus became real. It wasn't mm -hmm. like, going to church anymore. I grew up going to church, mm. but he was real. He was real. Mm. And uh, I remember a few months after I got saved, I went to the church and the pastor was preaching on tithing and he was preaching on Malachi three. And I thought, well, it's in the Bible. I'm going to do it. Now, mm. uh, at that time <laughs> I was making $600 a month. Wow. Not a week <laughs> or a day, wow. a month. And so I just, that I just pulled three twenties out of my wallet mm. and gave sixty dollars. Never had given anything in mm. any offering before. Mm. Sixty dollars. Walk in the next day on Monday. Mm. My boss calls me in his office, and he said, and he was a Christian, mm -hmm. uh, and just said, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know why I'm doing this, but um, God told me to give you a two hundred dollar month raise, just like that. And then I and then I remember him actually saying to me again, and I have no idea why I'm doing this. In wow. other words, I wasn't earning. <laughs> right, 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 right. But immediately God Jeez. was saying, "My ways work. Yep. If you'll just trust me, yep. my ways work." It's amazing, and so this becomes uh, you know your discipline, your lifestyle. You become a tither, and eventually you you know continue in this and write the book, The Blessed Life. How, tell me about, I've heard it, but I want everybody else to hear the story about how that book transpired. Well, uh, a friend of mine uh, named James Robison, a lot of people have seen 
uh, him and his wife Betty on television. They feed people all over the world, drill water wells. He came to me in about the year 2000 or 2001, and we'd started Gateway Church, and he said, I want you to come on and teach on giving because you teach it differently than it's being taught a lot. Mm. Uh, he said, I remember these words. He said to me, you teach that we get to give, we don't give to get. I love that. And I thought that's exactly right. I've, I've never given to get. I, right. I want to give. I want to help someone. Mm. And what, what happens is... You 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 know you hear of a downward uh, spiral. Mm-hmm. You you get in an upward spiral when you start giving. Right. <laughs> in other words, you give because you really want to help someone or give for the right reason. It's about your heart, your That's motive. Right. So God says, "Wow, this is this person who grew up selfish, and and not trusting, right. and I've got to do everything, and now he or she is getting it. So I'm going to bless them. So he blesses, mm. and then we give again." So he blesses. It's mm. just this, right? <laughs> it, 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 uh, this this upward spiral. I love. That. And so anyway, I went away three days, wrote the blessed life in three days, just wrote it because it, we'd been living it for over twenty years mm. of giving cars and even our home away and things like that. And so I wrote it. We self-published it. Uh, it sold two hundred and fifty thousand copies self-published. Then we went to a uh, publisher. Jeez. Uh, now it's in over 40 languages. It's all over the world. Uh, the great thing is, because I believe in giving the first to God, yep. is my first book, we gave it away. So literally, just through that one book, uh, we get to give away over a half million dollars a year through that one book. It's unbelievable. When you were sitting there writing that in those three days, did you think, this is going to go around the world? Could you feel... What did you sense as you were getting the revelation and the download of, you know, all these principles, these truths is what, you know, I've been raised on now. So many people have been impacted. Could you get a sense even then that this, this is, this is going to help a lot of people? What I, what I had the sense of was, God, if you would please somehow bless this book, mm. it could help a lot of people because these principles have changed my life. And they, I, every right. time I would go, I would travel and preach. I was in full-time evangelism before we started Gateway Church. Right. And so I would go in and preach, and they would give us a love offering. Right. Uh, or a like offering. That's why I laughed. Or a don't, don't like offering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So, okay, don't come back. So, but uh, God started telling me to preach on giving the last night, mm. but he, but we, they, not to let them give an offering that night. Mm. Because he wanted the message of giving pure. He didn't want me to preach and then say, now give me an offering. Right. So now, 35 years of preaching this message, and I've never received an offering after I preached on giving. Jeez. Because when you keep it pure, yep. then God stays involved. God takes care of it. So I just knew, God, if this book could get out there, it could help mm. a lot of people. And I think that's why when I prayed over it, I felt like the Lord said, well, would you give it to me? Mm. And I thought, yes, because this will keep it pure. This keeps me out of trying to uh, promote the book for some selfish reason. Uh, One of my favorite things that you talk about out of the message is um, out of uh, Luke 16 when he says, you know, if you're faithful in little, God will make you faithful in much. And a lot of people think, well, I make 600 bucks a month. You're talking to the wrong person. But if you never would have tithed, off of that, that that 60 bucks, off of that 600, yeah. you don't continue 
the upward that's exactly spiral. Right. That's exactly right. So talk to me about Talk to people that are dealing with this. Well, I don't have a lot, so this message isn't relevant to my life. Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, I think that's really the enemy talking to us. Right. Because if he could get us to think that way, mm. we'll never have much. Mm. Because the Lord does start with little, and he wants he to does. see if we'll be faithful. Um, I, I've thought many, many times, God, why'd you say 10%? I mean, why 10%? And you study it, you see the number 10 represents testing throughout the Bible. Mm. You know, there were 10 plagues and 10 commandments, and mm-hmm. it's all through the Bible. Um, but I think the percentage was that it's the same for everyone. Right. It, it doesn't matter right. if you make 600 a month or 6000 a month. It's right. the same. Yep. It's just one penny mm. on every dime. Mm. So it's the same sacrifice for every person. Mm. And I really do see it as a test. Right. You know, God says you can test me, which it's the only place in the Bible where he says you can test me. Right. But it's also it, it, where he's testing us to see what are you going to do with the first 10% of your right. income. That's a big thing we haven't got to talk about yet, but it's the first. Like when, you're, when your sheep had 10 lambs, mm. he didn't say, well, wait until you have 10 and then give me one. And you can give me the one that you don't like that keeps getting in your garden. Yep. Yeah. Right, <laughs> he right. said, give me the first one. Mm before you have the other night. Mm. So it, th- this whole thing about giving the first is, it, it takes faith mm. to give the first 10%. It really doesn't take faith, it takes obedience to give the last 10%, but it takes faith to give the first 10%. Mm. I love that. And and all throughout the scriptures, you see the principle of the first, something that you know I love that you talk about. And I, I think that sometimes use the illustration that, you know, Visa didn't, can't deliver me or the water company or, you know, Spectrum Cable or DirecTV, that none of these died on the cross for me. They can't deliver me. So I give my first and my best to God. I think it becomes a freeing thought for us when we actually make it a relationship where I go, I'm actually giving my first and my best to the relationship that matters the most. I'm giving it to God. Why don't people, why do they struggle so much to see the relationship and the heart issue there that's attached to the first and the best? Yeah, I think sometimes they hear 10% or pay your tithe. Right. Pay your tithe. Like it's a bill or a tax. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. That God implemented to provide for his house as if he needed us to provide for his house. Hmm. This is all about... God wanting and desiring to bless us. Mm. So he just came up with some sort, you know, God, a test. But God invented this test. Right. No pastor. You didn't invent it. Right. I didn't. Way before right. Moses didn't. Right. God did. So we, you have to go back to, yes, I understand it was part of the law and under the law mm. and that we're saved by grace. But there are principles behind the laws that are still good for us. It's, it's still good not to commit adultery. It's still good yeah. not to steal. So yes, we're under grace, but what's so what's the principle behind tithing? Well, the principle mm. is trust. Mm. The only way you're going to truly trust God mm. for everything in your life right. is by returning to Him. Mm. And that's why we don't even say giving. The Bible never uses the word give when it talks about tithing right. because you can't give what doesn't belong to you. Right. So He says, return, return it to me. Mm. Bring, he uses the word bring instead of give, bring the tithe right. to, the, to the house of God. So there's something that God is doing in my heart mm. that literally changes when I get paid and every time I get paid and that first 
goes the house of God. I'm setting my priorities. Mm. I'm setting the passion and the desires of my heart. I'm putting so many things in order in my life right? because I'm putting God first in my life. I believe it. Uh, and and you, you think about um, just the freedom, the peace that you live with when, when your life comes in order. One of my favorite things you say is that money doesn't solve problems, God does. And I think we live in this culture where people are convinced if I had more money, all my problems would go away. And I've heard you say, you know, Jesus in the Gospels never walked down the road and saw the leper or the cripple or the blind man and said, you just need more money. It's quite the opposite. We need God. How does when I tithe and I bring back, I'm a returner? Because I've heard you say with the tithe, you can only do one of two things. You know, you could return it or you you could keep it or... Another way we could look at that is steal it. You could be a a thief, so to speak. When I do this, I am saying that my dependence is on God. How healthy is that for me? That Uh, God is my source. What's the most incredible thing in the world when you think about it? um, Who's first Mm. in your life? And we stand and we sing and we witness and we tell people God's first in my life. Mm. And then we'll even sing songs like, I give everything to you. Mm. We'll give him everything, <laughs> but not 10%. Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> so if we really want to know who's first, mm. we can look you know, on our computer program that tracks our finances, and we can see deposit, and then we can see visa, mm. or we can see deposit, and then the mortgage company, or we can mm. see deposit. But you go back and look for over 20 years now mm. on my, because that's when I started using a computer. So even 35-something years now, I've been tithing, well, 40 years now, I've been tithing now. Mm. But you can see Deposit, Gateway Church, Deposit, Gateway Church, mm. Deposit, Gateway Church. I'm making, um, you know, faith without works is dead. Right. Without action, you know, mm. some newer versions say. I'm putting my faith in action mm. when I give, when I return the first 10% to God. And God knows it. He knows it. And then there's a principle that is activated where in Malachi where the re- the devourer, which right. is Satan, is rebuked. Right. That's incredible. I mean, I don't have to, st- you know, stand in the room yelling at him. Right. <laughs> I could just be a tither. Yeah. You know, and the windows of heaven are open, mm. and he'll pour out so much blessing, there's not room enough to receive it. Mm. Well, I've seen that in my own life mm. where I have the resources that I have to give. Right. I mean, I get to give. But I have to give. I have. Mm. God has given me so many resources that I get to give. I get to meet needs. Mm. It's just, it is the, uh, you know, I named the book The Blessed Life. And that's the whole reason why. It wasn't The Blessed Wallet or The Blessed Checkbook. Right. It's that my life has been blessed because God's taught me to be like he is. And what I mean by that is we're the most like God when we give. Mm. For God so loved that he gave. I love that. I heard Pastor Jack, who we both love, he he used to say growing up, I used to always listen to him say, the kingdom of God is all about giving. It is all about giving. And when you enter into this kingdom, you think like a giver. You look outward. It's about sowing. How could I ever reap something I don't sow? Uh, I I love uh, one of the messages you teach on in the blessed life is breaking mammon. And that mammon spirit, that mammon it promises 
what only God can deliver. Yeah. Talk to me about how important that is, because I don't think I'll ever step into the blessed life until I really call out mammon for what it is and recognize I live in a culture just because my neighbor and maybe even some of my other family members live by mammon doesn't mean that I have to be seduced into living that life. How do I break that in my life? Yeah, well, um, of course, tithing uh, is probably the primary way, but we, you, you really, we really have to kind of define mammon. I know you just shared on it. So hopefully I won't be redundant, but hopefully I'll um, be confirming. Or, uh, you know, so um, when Jesus said you can't serve God and mammon, we all think somehow that mammon is uh, a, the Greek word for money, but it's not. Mm. It, it's an Aramaic word, mm. and it's, it's for, it means riches. Mm. But at that time, mammon was a god that came from Syria yep. that they worshipped. Yep. And so what he was saying was, you can't serve God and this false God of riches. Mm. That's what you can't serve. Yep. It's not that you can't serve God and have a good job and make money. Right. It's not that you can't serve God and, 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 and actually be very blessed financially, sir. And some people even feel that way. They mm. feel like, I'm, I must be a sinner because he talked about the rich. He talked about the rich. Well, what he was talking about was the attitudes of those who serve mammon right. and serve. Yeah. And then he said, you will be loyal to one mm -hmm. and despise the other. Well, what happens is when we serve mammon, serve a, a god, uh, a false god, we actually end up despising God mm. because our washing machine broke. Right. I thought if I, you know, went to church that I wouldn't have all these problems. Yeah. So there is something, it's, it's a, we talk about, it's about the heart. Mm. There's something in the heart that when I realize uh, the God of this world, the little g God, mm. the false gods of this world, that's not whom I serve. I right. serve God. So God's going to take care of me even mm. if I lose my job. Yep. God's going to take care of me. He's going to bless me. He's going to provide a better job. Mm. He's going to take care of my marriage, my health, my kids. I serve God. Mm. And the very primary first way we can do that is by putting God first every yep. time we get paid. Yep. One of the things I love that you teach is that uh, money has a spirit on it. And, w and when I tithe, I've got God's spirit on my money. Yeah. And if, when I don't tithe, it's got that, it's got that, yeah. and we've all, we've all seen that with people where they're wrestling and there's a money struggle. Yeah. I think one of the things that's so interesting, and I love to talk about money at our church because it can become such an idol. Right. Right. We live in a culture that wants more. It's about getting. It's about, you know, leveraging, monetizing. Is you know, just climbing the ladder. We got to be really careful. Yeah. You got to be really careful because yeah. if if you live for money, I mean, what does Paul say to Timothy? Hey guys, I've watched this happen, and everyone that went down this road of loving money, yeah. they only pierced themselves. Yeah. 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 They, it only caused a whole bunch of trouble. Yeah. I've never seen anybody paper chase and have legacy at the end of their life. Yeah, yeah, and, and Jesus, even that passage on Mammon, uh, says the reason, to me, he's saying this, now I'm taking a little liberty, but he's saying the reason I'm trying to talk to you about this mm. is where your treasure is, but let's use the word money, where your money is, that's mm. where your heart's going to be. Mm. Your heart's gonna be there, right? wherever you put your money. So we want our heart to be in the kingdom of God. Yes. We want it to be there. Yes. So there's a real easy way. So a lot of a lot of people think, well, 
you know, if my heart really is in the kingdom, then my money will follow. But Jesus turns it around and says, no, if you'll put your money there, your heart will follow. That's right. And so you will love God more. You'll want to serve God more. Mm. You'll want to pray more. You'll want to read the Bible more. You'll want to do some of these things that you know you should do. Right. Because your heart is actually there now. That's it. So tithing, giving, being generous, it changes every area of your life, every area. And I always think if God really has your heart, you know, we talk about people in worship and they love God. If he has your heart, it's easy for him to have your wallet. We see it with Zacchaeus. First thing he does is go, I'm giving, I'm not just giving a tithe. I'm giving an offer. I'm going over and above. And I, you see that with the response to the gospel of Jesus becoming our true Lord. I want to talk about one of the things that you talk about in the book is multiplication and the idea that comes with living the blessed life has to do with God being able to multiply. Talk to me about that. Well, um, when Debbie and I, we started tithing and God began to bless us. And then we wanted to help people. Uh, We wanted to share the gospel. Uh, I, I was so here, you know, here I am now speaking publicly and yet I was shy to talk to people. And I remember wanting to talk to this lady at the restaurant that served us and, and, and just somehow witness to her. So I got the, these little books called tracks. That was a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, and you'd yeah, leave them, right. but I'd leave the tip in there. And so Debbie and I would share a meal so we could leave a bigger tip. Mm. And then we got blessed with some extra money. So like instead of a $10 bill, we left a $20 bill. We left the track. Mm-hmm. She never said anything. I kept wanting her to say something. So <laughs> finally we got this like a $50 bonus. And so we said, let's leave the whole thing with the track. Wow. So our meal might have been $10. And so we leave this $50, you know, tip uh, inside the little book that tells about the gospel. We go back a few weeks later and she said, hey, I read that book you left. And she said, I gave my life to Jesus. And then she said, and I called my husband, I read it to him, and he gave his life to Jesus. So we're just so excited. But then when I just thought of something, I said, so you called your husband. Was he like at work or at home? And she put her head down, um, and she said, he, he's in prison. And a few years later, he got out of prison, and Debbie and I were there and watched both of them get baptized together. Jeez. That, that's worth $50. So that's when it started that I can actually change a person's life Mm. by investing some sort of uh, finances into them and then sharing the gospel. And so we started doing that. And the more we did it, the more God blessed us. And then it began to be more and more and more. And by his grace, we got to the place we were given 70% of our income away to the Lord. Just helping people and blessing people. It's amazing. Yeah. I um, I think one of the things I appreciate about you and when you talk about this subject is the purity and the authenticity. You can sense, you could discern, this is not just what you've lived, but you clearly want people to be set free. You clearly want others to live the blessed life. And uh, I'm really grateful. I'm, I'm grateful that our church gets to hear the real source because I've been preaching your stuff for so many years. People go, where'd you get that, Pastor Robert? Read the book, you know, The Blessed Life. And I hope every person in our church reads the book, listens to your teachings. You're a gift to the body of Christ. You truly are. We honor you and your wife. We honor Gateway Church and what you've done, not just here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but in America, in the world. 
And uh, to know you, it is a real privilege to have a conversation with you is a big honor. It's a big deal for our, we're just a little church plant in Los Angeles, California that's five years old, coming out of COVID. But we're talking about this because especially in a city like LA, I know we got people streaming in from all over, but for Angelinos, I always think, you know, around 17, 20 million people, how will we really build a church that touches the city? How will we really raise up disciples? What does a disciple look like in this century, in this era coming out of COVID? And I always go right away, it's Jesus, it's Bible reading, it's prayer, but how can we ever build a church that doesn't tithe and doesn't understand, I like to use the word, they've seen it as a bill before. No, it's, it's a holy thing. The tithe is holy. So I'm just wondering if you could just encourage our church with any thoughts you'd have for us and pray over us that we would be obedient to God's word. I'd love to. And uh, I just want to say to you, Pastor Chad, I'm proud of you. <laughs> uh, we've gotten to meet and spend some time together in the past, but man, um, I pray for you. I'm proud of you. And as you know, I had a, a thing recently you were invited to of young leaders because I felt like God, I said, God, who are the, who's the next generation that's going to make a big impact? Mm -hmm. And I think you're one of those guys. And I think your church is one of those churches. So I'm very, very proud of you. I, I, I would like just for a moment just yeah. to tell you, um, giving and generosity will change everything about your life, mm -hmm. I promise. So I want to tell you one story from my own life. Well, we have two children uh, that are boys and then a daughter. So uh, two sons, a daughter. They're both grown and married. All three are now in ministry. But my daughter went through a time, and maybe you can relate to this, um, where she walked away from the Lord. She had one foot in the church and one foot in the world. And we didn't know it because she lived a double life. And uh, she uh, finally repented. She was about 19. She started when she was about 15. And uh, she repented, gave her life fully to the Lord, and she's doing great now. But one day at church, I was preaching on giving, and I said, told about a man in our church who gives $100 bills away. And uh, now, I'm, I'm the guy. I, I, I carry $100 bills in my wallet, and I give $100 bills. But I just didn't want to tell the church that. And I didn't lie, because I am a man, and I am in our church. Okay? <laughs> right, All right, right, so right. I said a man it's in our church. not a lie. So I tell the story, and afterward, uh, my daughter, who had just come back to the Lord, um, was over at our house having dinner, and she said, can I talk to you? And I said, yeah. And I said, um, what do you want to talk to me about? She said, you're the guy, aren't you? And I said, what do you mean? She said, you're the guy. You're the guy that gives the $100 bills away, aren't you? And um, I said, yeah, I'm, I'm the guy. I said, why are you asking this? And she said, because when I was growing up, uh, she said, today in church, I had all these memories of when I was growing up, and I remember you uh, shaking someone's hand and giving them some money, and I never knew. And I would ask mom, what's he doing? And she would say, he's, he's just being kind, sugar. But she said, I could see the homeless person, the server, mm -hmm. someone, you know, in a store. And she said, I just remember, Dad, you giving $100 bills away and telling people, that it was from the Lord and that Jesus had a good plan for him. I remember him crying. I remember you praying with him. 
And then she said to me, um, I, I want to be like you, Daddy. I want to be like you. That's worth all the $100 bills. It's worth it all. I just want to encourage you that this life of generosity mm. will change you, will change your family, will change your marriage. Mm. It'll change everything. I just want to encourage you to start tithing and start being generous. Mm. I'm so glad I got to be with you, man. Thank you so much. Would you mind praying a, a prayer blessing over the church? I'll Is that do okay? it. I'll do it. So let's just pray. Lord, yes. we all tell yes. you we have been selfish. Mm -hmm. At times, we all have. Lord, we struggle with it. Mm -hmm. We struggle with fear. We struggle with fear of the future. Mm -hmm. We struggle with fear of provision. Right. Lord, we struggle. Yes. And so, Lord, we just say to you, help us. Like the man that said, I believe, but help my unbelief. Yes. Help us. And Lord, I pray for all of my brothers and sisters right now. I pray, God, for those that you're speaking to in mm -hmm. such a loving way, yes. not in a condemning way, but such yes. a loving way to step out, start tithing, Thank you, start giving. Lord, you're speaking to others who have been tithers to give in other ways or to give beyond the tithe. But Lord, I pray mm. that you will do a work in our Thank hearts today and help us mm -hmm. to be generous givers for the rest of our lives. Yes, in Jesus' name.